Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's poppin'? What's up? You like one of those podcast arms. What are you talking about? Got to lean forward to like use my microphone. So oh, I'm just placing yeah. it on my this. pre-dad bod. Just lean back. Like just this. lean back like this. We got some new chairs. Can't see them. But um, it, it, quite comfy. my chair before this did not have a back. And now I'm like, I got a back now. Welcome to Fantasy Champions. <laughs> I was leaning back. My name, my name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. What's, What's up? up? What's up, bro? Oh, nothing much. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the most consistent wide receivers. Yep. Uh, from the 2020 fantasy football season. Um, and we'll give you some... Last episode, we gave you a little insight of what we think is going to happen with some of these guys moving forward. Um, I don't know that there's going to be any major changes for some of these fellas. Um, that we currently have, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll discuss what we think moving forward. I feel like the, the we talked about we hated on two running backs. Who do we hate the last? Alvin Kamara. Oh yes, <laughs> Alvin Kamara. Short term memory loss. Uh, Did I already forgot? Yeah, it's whatever. Um, so you gotta just watch the episode. Yeah, I was going to skip all of the intro stuff, but let's do it real fast. Check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at the FFChamps on uh, Instagram. Uh, I mean, on Twitter, at the Fantasy Champions on Instagram. Like us, Facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or YouTube, uh, or any other podcasting platforms, what are they going to do, Rick? Subscribe. Oh, yes, dude. Uh, and then leave a review, share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, you should have clicked that bell for notification because subscribing is not enough. Like, you, if you subscribe, you might get recommendations in your YouTube uh, recommendations area that uh, you should be watching us, you know. But yeah. if you click the bell, you'll literally get a notification that says, you moron, they posted a podcast. You should listen to <laughs> is it. it. Is that how it works? It just pops up and says, you moron. That's what mine does. <laughs> Subscribe to several people and it's just every time. <laughs> I think there's something wrong with you. Uh, comment. Slice through the YouTube algorithm and comment. Gets us to the top of the top of the searches. Yes, sir. Top of the recommendations pages, all that good stuff. Um, so let's jump right into our most consistent wide receivers. And no, no two. If we went way too long on the last show, so we're gonna try to trim this one down. <laughs> yeah, we did. Usually the first show, like uh, we record these things back to back, so that usually the first show we're getting, um, we're just talking. Mm-hmm. We're just doing the normal, and then by the time we get to the second episode, we're like we're out of things to talk about to each other. So there's nothing to talk about pre-show. I mean, not during the show anymore. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's, that's the way sure. it goes. So then the second episode's like 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but so we're gonna try to keep it relatively brief on this. this Just podcast. quickly talk about the guys. Yeah, and not not spend two hours on them. Um, we have uh, five guys to talk about. Six possibly, if we have time. Um, and then we'll jump into uh, closing the show. Uh, so you ready to do the uh, most consistent wide receivers? Let's do it. As a prerequisite, once again, minimum of 12 games played to make the list. So if you're like, where is Will Fuller? Well, didn't make the list. We played 11 games. So uh, let's let's jump in. Number one on the list. Now, I thought Tyree Kill finished high uh, just based on looking at numbers, not, not just looking at total season numbers. Yep. Season totals. Like the biggest like total fantasy points on the whole season. And you look at Tyreek Hill and you go, fifty six of those points were 
were because of one game or 52 yes. was it 52 um do 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 it was 51 51 so most of his fans but you take those away in half PPR uh and you give him like a normal average game like uh let's just say 15 40 of it was in the first like quarter too he literally had like 40 points in a quarter <laughs> let's just give him let's just give him 15 and you take uh what is that 35 away from the total that he has right now, yeah. he ends two fifty five, which is still the uh, wide receiver four. Yeah, so he he had a very very good season, and Tyreek Hill is number one on this list. Um, he finished with eighty percent. So just to give you a last last show, we talked about bus percentage. Uh, a bus percentage is eight points or less. RB uh, RB or I'm saying RB wide receiver two performances were uh, around uh, eight to. 14 fantasy points and then uh great games or rb uh wide receiver one games for 14 points i i really yes. only want to talk about why, uh, running backs so i keep saying rb um but anyway so those are the prerequisites of what we're going to talk about uh, on the show so he had an rb one uh, wide receiver one and wide receiver two performances he finished 87 percent of the time as one of those um mm-hmm. and then he busted twice so uh tyree kill was absolutely insane what two games did he bust um, he had one game where he had four points against Buffalo. We had just three catches. Mm-hmm. Um, and then was it the last game of the season against Atlanta? I don't know. No idea. Eight points or less. He had eight. According to this, he had 8.5 and this is half PPR. So he only had one on this. Oh, just give him the 8.5. So I guess we'll include the 8.5 against Atlanta, which is the last game that he played. Unless they include include the Chargers game, but I don't think he played in that one. Yeah. Um. Wow. Yeah. So they, I mean, two plus games for a wide receiver. Generally speaking, like every single guy on this list is going to have two or more busts. Usually, wide receivers work like that, depending on game yep. scripts and different things like that. So, um, Tyreek Hill was the most consistent. He had eighty-seven percent of that, time. which is so funny because like two or three years ago, he was known as the. And we talked about this on the other show. He yeah. was known as the opposite of that inconsistent and now he's yeah. turned into one of the when most we, consistent when we first did um consistency shows he was awful he was a t- he, he, i think it was like 40 percent of the time he was a wide receiver one it was just not good and um it, it he has changed that now and i think i think that's mostly due to patrick mahomes yeah probably <laughs> the mahomes effect and him getting more target share because mm-hmm. um he was a guy that wouldn't get he would get like six targets a game but the games where he caught his five, six targets, those yeah. were the games he just went ham. You take out that 51-point game. I mean, he's got 13, solid, 19, 18, 14, 16. Mm-hmm. Solid, solid, solid. Four, that's his bust game. But then right back at it, 14, 23, 28, 21, mm-hmm. 51, right. 11, 24, 14, yeah. and then the 8.5. That's really solid. Really, yeah. really solid. Ign- yeah. Even ignoring the 50-plus point game. Yeah, Uh one hundred percent agree. Um, I think for Tyreek Hill too, I he is he is kind of um, he's not underrated in terms of like where he gets drafted. But I think this year he's gonna be the he's gonna be the wide receiver one. I believe. Let me just pull up the ADP that I had previously. Not Devontae Adams. Um, no, Adams is gonna be one. Uh, Tyreek Hill is number, number two. two, and yeah. he's going as the ninth player off the board. So. Um, it's not unsurprising. There, I'm noticing that there this year kind of signaled a shift. Because um, in the past, we've had Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, um, Julio Jones, and a lot of those guys. 
be, end up being like the top four. They were, they were always the top four. And there was like the, the reason why people were like draft wide receivers early is because all of those guys ended up in the top, the top four literally every year, yeah. unless they got hurt. Um, this past year, you're starting to see a little bit more of a shift. Um, Devontae Adams finished as wide receiver one, but um, Tyreek Hill is now coming into, you know, uh, his own as as a guy who can definitely be the wide receiver one if things go well for him on a season. You're seeing Calvin Ridley jump up there. Justin Jefferson's going to be up there. DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, like those guys are going to start taking over as the as the top wide receivers in the league. Um, mm-hmm. But so you, you see Tyreek Hill here you know, going at the ninth pick, it doesn't surprise me. Are you uh, moving forward happy with that as a pick if you choose to take a wide receiver in the first round? Um, I'm okay with that if I'm taking a running back right behind him. <laughs> like like 109 and then yeah. you take a running back with your second top top of the second round sort of thing. Uh, but right. I'm, I'm still not trying to take a receiver too high. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Right, and redraft. Yes, yeah. Um, so for uh, Tyree Kill, too, um, I think moving forward, obviously nothing changes for him. Um, uh, unless, I mean, the off, nothing's changing in Kansas City. No one's leaving. No, it's <laughs> not. They might add a receiver. So yeah, you could might. make the argument that might hurt, but it's still Tyree Kill. Yeah. If yeah. anything, I feel like that's going to hurt McCole Hardbender and Sammy Watkins, like the secondary guys. I think um, you saw, too, uh, like – like when Watkins was in there, mm-hmm. he got like I don't know ten targets. He was getting yeah eight close, to ten yeah. targets. So if they do add somebody, I, I and and then you still you still saw Hill was getting his eight nine targets a game. So like yeah. I, it doesn't really. I don't think them signing a wide receiver is going to affect his value that much. Um, and even in the games where he only gets like four catches, there's still a chance that he like catches catches four passes in like a hundred yards. <laughs> so yeah, that is, that's very realistic with Tyreek Hill. He has one of the highest yards per reception rates in the NFL. So um, I think he's a fantastic wide receiver. Um, when you see how many great performances he had wide receiver one or better eight times, which is 53% of the time. Um, that's good. Very consistent. Um, he wasn't the most consistent in that category. The guy that was most consistent in that category was um, Devonte Adams with 57% mm-hmm. of the time. And that is a good segue into the uh, well. He's fourth, so never mind. We'll talk about him later. So uh, number two on this list is the is Stefan Diggs. Um, he had thirteen, same number as Tyreek Hill when it comes to wide receiver one and wide receiver two games. He had thirteen of those, but it was only eighty one percent of the time because he played in all sixteen. Um, he did have three bust games where he scored eight or less points, which was nineteen percent of the time. So there is a percentage of a chance that he does bust. But uh, this is one of the biggest, most surprising wide receivers to finish in the top five this year because everyone, top three, I'll say top three because he was there. Um, Everyone anticipated that Stefan Diggs was going to take a step back, except for me. And you you literally talked me out of it. Um, But Stefan Diggs, man, uh, he was really, really good. And so I think moving forward, obviously, I'm not, I I don't know about the Bills. I haven't decided. (laughs) <laughs> oh no i love uh, i think the bills are good i just don't know if stefan Diggs is going to continue being a wide receiver three i don't know about wide receiver three but i love Diggs. i've done a complete 180 on him and it's partly because of his relationship with josh allen um i mean as a 16th player of the board okay yeah oh gosh yeah I'll, I'll gladly take him there um his relationship with josh allen and the amount of times josh allen would like force the ball to him to or not even force the ball but yeah. make sure he got the ball it's a great sign from owning the receiver from that 
like standpoint. Yeah. Because you know he's still going to get his targets no matter what. Mm-hmm. Diggs, Diggs was really phenomenal all year, very consistent. Um, and he was great in the playoffs too, if you want to include the playoffs. So, yeah, yeah Diggs, huge surprise. I was big time wrong right. on Stephon Diggs, and I love him going forward, especially in redraft. Yeah, yeah. I, I, what he did this year was it was very surprising, and I think it was the connection between Josh Allen. We talked about how Josh Allen needed those weapons, and um, and he finally got them. So, well, he got one. He still needs a running back, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Stefan Stefan Diggs really uh, came into his own, and I didn't think he was a guy that could finish as a top five wide receiver, but he did it. Um, I hope he continues doing it because I like him almost. You know, I, I ended up. It's funny, I literally had Stefan Diggs in our home league like five years running, something stupid like that. How long has he been in the league? Six years. Yeah, I had him like literally every, every single year, year. in Minnesota. And uh, I had in him Minnesota, one year, I think. and uh, and so I was like, I I, go, I draft him every year, and I was like, why why do I keep doing this? And then the one year you don't, why does three? It was to the point where I didn't even want to draft him, but they were just leaving him there for me to draft. Yeah, and I was like, oh, it's the fifth round. Okay, I'll take Stephen Diggs now, I guess. And I did it like every year, and then this year I'm like, I'm not doing it again. I love Stephen Diggs, but I'm just not doing it, especially in Buffalo. They're the wrong time to do that. Yeah. So, um, and then I'll draft him next year, and I'll go back to being a wide receiver too. So uh, there's there's that. But he was one of the most consistent wide receivers. I, it remains to be seen for me if he continues that in 2021. I want to talk about that moving forward and explore what his future looks like with Buffalo. Okay. Um, I still don't trust the Buffalo Bills. They made the playoffs two years in a row, and I still, like, remember last year I was like, no it's way. It's a Patriots fan look. in you, dude. It it's... really is. But I, I, Buffalo is just like, and Josh Allen too, like, they're just such a, a bunch of floundering idiots sometimes and i just i feel like buffalo is just gonna have like two years of being really good and then they're just gonna fall to pieces i don't know i hope you're right i don't think you're right though yeah <laughs> but uh i don't know about stefan Diggs. i think i i would have to say that he's gonna be a top 10 wide receiver next year like easy oh yeah uh number was it number three uh yep number three calvin ridley interesting this was one we were both right on i pushed yeah, we, the ridley <laughs> narrative hard. i got hate on it for twitter i was all about calvin ridley Calvin Ridley, um, he was fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, we pushed Calvin Ridley basically all off season. Um, he had twelve wide receiver one or wide receiver two performances, five wide receiver one, seven wide receiver two performances. So he was very, very good over the course of the whole season. A very consistent um, and got you what you needed on a week to week basis. I had him all year, and he was one of he was one of the guys that I just kind of set my set in my lineup and didn't think about. Um, and, and when you're, you know, especially with the strategy that we used last year, when you're drafting two running backs in the first two rounds, you kind of need to get into that third round and find a gem, you know, in the rough of the third and fourth round at wide receiver. Yeah. And uh, and Calvin Ridley was just that. He did bust three times like Stefan Diggs, which is 20 percent, uh, 19 to 20 percent of the time. Um, but he finished as the wide receiver four on the season. He was the wide receiver two or three for majority of the season until Tyree kills 56 point game. So, or yeah. 52 point game. So yeah, he's, he's consistent moving forward. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. My thing with, with Ridley, I think he's going to be good no matter what, but how good because Matt Ryan threw the ball to him a lot. That's not going to um, change. I'm worried that they change quarterbacks. Well, that's where I was going with because I don't think they're going to change this year, even if they draft somebody at four. Yeah. But in 2022, right. they'll probably have a new quarterback. And how good is that quarterback? How is it going to work with Calvin Ridley? There's a lot of questions. I mean, maybe it's even better. 
<laughs> maybe it, yeah. maybe it's an upgrade over old man Matt Ryan. So did they change offensive coordinators or it's still Dirk Cutter? I do not know. I'll have to look it up. Because that makes it. Oh, why am I yawning so much? Uh, that makes a big difference. Because he is he he likes to pass it like eight hundred oh. times. New offense coordinator. Okay. Um, I don't know anything about him. I'll look it up. Who's their head coach? They fired. Uh, what's yeah. his name? Uh, Do they keep they keep the defensive coordinator? Dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> head coach. They fu- um, yes, yeah. Arthur Smith. They fired their um Which is he was the guy from Tennessee. Oh, he's the offensive coordinator from Tennessee. Tennessee yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would hope Calvin Ridley's good. Um, but they like to throw it a lot. And uh, Julio is still there. If they're an offense that does decrease the amount of times they pass the football, that's going to affect the target share of Calvin Ridley more than I think it's going to affect Julio he's, Jones. He's been he spent the last five seasons with the Bears. So that's something to note. I, I don't know about Calvin <laughs> Ridley yet. I mean, that's probably a good thing for Alan Robinson. I thought we were just right? going to be like, oh, all these guys are going to be great yeah, next year, yeah. and now we're they're deep diving deep into this, finding yeah. out that uh, yeah, coaches, that's that's coach, coaches why do coaches ruin our, our hopes and dreams? <laughs> well, it's important to look at. Who but. knows? Um, but if Calvin Ridley, I believe Arthur Smith is an offensive coordinator, right? He was with Tennessee. Yes. So he's going to have more impact on that offense than anything else. Yes, probably. Um, so, I mean, I'm not super concerned. What concerns me is that, like, in Tennessee this past season, um, he was in Tennessee, right? You looked at me weird. Yes. No, you're right. Sorry. Because I, I, <laughs> I, I got confused you myself. You looked at me like, what? Like, I thought you, I said, like, I thought you uh, said someone else. No, so Arthur or with Arthur with Arthur Smith and Smith. We're and in Ten- the back end of this podcast, aren't we? <laughs> I guess so. The second half with Arthur Smith being the offensive coordinator of Tennessee last year, they had yes. AJ Brown, who was really successful. Yes, and and I, like I would love to say that Calvin Ridley is going to do that. Issues and problems with that scenario is that uh, unless something happens with Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley might not get the target share he got last year if they don't pass it 600 times because that's a Dirk Cutter offensive like thing. He loves doing that. He loves throwing it 650 times in a season and hoping for the best. And when yeah. you do that, Calvin Ridley gets 100 target, 125, 150 between 125 and 150 targets, and it looks good. So I think Calvin Ridley can continue to be good, but Julio Jones like being there is for me in a new offense concerning. Yeah. It is. It definitely is. But with Julio gone too, like there's just a lot of questions going forward with Calvin Ridley. That's all. Right I still like him to redraft. Yeah. Oh yeah. I still like him there. Okay. Fair enough. Um, number five. Number four. four. Okay. Devontae right. Adams. Number four. Devontae Adams. Seventy percent of the time he was a wide receiver one or wide receiver two. Eight times finished as a wide receiver one. Three times finished as a wide receiver two, and then three times he was just a complete and utter bust, like Calvin Ridley and like Stephen Diggs. So uh, for me, Devontae Adams finishes the wide receiver one. He's re- when he is the wide receiver one on a week, or a wide receiver one on a week. It's it's usually like top five. Yeah, I mean he he had a stretch where he had like. 38 26 28 three straight weeks and then 14 mm-hmm. bad bad a week for him then went back up to 26 then 15 then 29 like he would have so many weeks with 26 plus fantasy points it was ridiculous like these are these are his th- these are his weeks in PPR well, where that's, he that's I I'm sorry to cut you off but I like how they added primary cover 
corner on there. So the guy that guarded him most of the time. Oh yeah, yeah. They've had that for a little while. I like that's oh, really? why I like I going no into game logs on uh, on player profiler. If you go to playprofile.com, you search a player's name and go to game logs it, for wide receiver. It tells you who the primary corner he faced was. Um, but on these weeks where he finished as a wide receiver one, he had uh, the number one finish week one with 41 PPR fantasy points. Uh, he was the wide receiver two overall in week seven um, after he mm-hmm. came back from his injury. Uh, he had 44. He was the wide receiver two again the following week uh, in week eight. Wide receiver two again in week nine. And then uh, the other wide receiver one performances he had, he was the wide receiver two and uh, wide receiver six. And then the wide receiver one overall. Poor Malcolm Butler. Weeks. <laughs> I, I, yeah, burned. He got torched. So I think... I think the big thing with with Devontae Adams is that when he does finish as a wide receiver one, which was eight times last year, he finished yeah. not in the top three one time, which was top six, which is still fantastic. So That's, yeah, he did not fin. He did he did like I was gonna say not not, but there was not a situation where he if he was a wide receiver one in those eight games that he didn't finish as a top six wide receiver on the week. So dude is ridiculous. He's I ridiculous. Mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. and and the 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 big thing for Green Bay, we'll see as the office off season goes along. But Matt Lafleur uh, will probably draft three more running backs, and not and and maybe two more quarterbacks just for the sake of posterity, and uh, and not draft a wide receiver. And I'm totally on board with it. <laughs> yeah, poor Aaron Rodgers, but like I'll take it. Now it's it's it, it would be uh, it's just as likely that. Um, Russell Wilson changes teams as it is Aaron Rodgers changes teams. Mm-hmm. It's the NFL. Anything can happen, but um, and more than likely that Aaron Rodgers stays. Uh, so Devontae Adams to me, it's it, this is an easy one. We don't need to spend an hour on it. He's going to be, he's going to be a top five wide receiver next year. And um, yep. right now he's going as the wide receiver one. I don't like it. Um, only because back every to time back wide receiver I don't, ones, you yeah. know what? I'm just going to refuse to draft the wide receiver one overall. It's a bold strategy. Cotton. See how it plays out. Because um, here's the here's the problem is like they always never finish at the wide receiver on the following. I know year. they really don't. It is kind of concerning. Do you have any concerns with Adams long term, like Ridley, because of Aaron Rodgers' situation? Like if Jordan Love becomes the quarterback in Green Bay, like are you? I think that Devonte Adams is 28 years old. 28, yeah. Um, and the he, wide receiver. I mean, that's like not crazy old. It's not, but he's he's kind of hitting the back end of his fantasy value. Yeah. So, like, I, I think his fantasy value is going to go as long as Aaron Rodgers does at okay. this point to me. Like, when Rodgers is done, Adams will be yeah. will be phased out. Um, it's all about target share for him, really. Like, he's not... No, it's true. He's not, like... It, uh, let me ask you this. Who's the best wide receiver in the NFL? Maybe DeAndre Hopkins, but... Yeah, I would say DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in fantasy because he's the most targeted wide receiver. Yeah. If those, he's still a very good like his route running is very if, good. If if they add another wide receiver and Rodgers starts going in other directions, Rodgers yeah. is always Jordy Nelson. Um there was one other guy when he first started his career. I can't remember what it was. Oh, uh Greg Jennings. Um yeah, Greg Jennings. He has always been he's always had a guy that he just threw the ball to hundred and ninety times. You know, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, he always has like a go-to guy. As long as Rodgers is there and Adams is there, Adams, if he doesn't get hurt, is going to get 170. If Love ends up being targets. a good quarterback, though, and let's say Adams is like 30, yeah. 30 years old. I, I think that's... I mean, he'll still 30 be 30 years old is generally... Like, he still can be good, but it's usually the, the line. Yeah, no. I mean... Let's see how... Like, Julio is like... 
32. Yeah. But he's kind of a unicorn too. The last two years he hasn't finished. And he exactly, yeah, he hasn't. So I I think Adams has got like a couple years left of this run. No, last year he did. He was wide receiver three. Oh okay. Because he gets targeted out the wazoo. He just got injured this year. Yeah. So I I mean he's still got time left, but I think I think like I said the the time for Devontae Adams is as long as Aaron Rodgers runs. Yep. And uh, he doesn't seem like a guy that's going to play at least forty five. Yeah. No, I agree with that. that out there. Um, so, I, 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 like I said, uh, the other thing, too, is that I'm not going to be drafting Devontae Adams one uh, as the first wide receiver off the board just because, um, I don't know, I'll probably, probably rank him one, but I, I'm, I'm going to rank the guy who I think might finish as the wide receiver one overall this year one. That's what I'm going to do this year. Which is? Um, early. Very I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say Reek Hill. Okay. I'm going to go with him. Yeah, it's very safe, but I'll, I'll do that. It's fair. Uh, either that or my guy. AJ Brown, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I won't do that. I promise. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, Adams. I, he probably, I probably won't. But he's a fine wide receiver to draft. Like he's not, he's not somebody you're looking at going, oh my god, he's not going to end up as the wide receiver one. But he's the wide receiver two overall. Yeah, like it's, it's not a problem. And he's, he's a safe uh, to me. Like we see Tyree Kill with 87 percent of the time as a wide receiver one or two. Diggs 81 percent. Calvin Ridley 80 percent. And like. Devontae Adams 79%, so he's like eight points, eight percentage points off Tyreek Hill. Yeah. But like to me, I would I would almost rather have the consistency of Devontae Adams mm. overall because I know the target share is going to be there. I know I can close my eyes and worry about him not, you know what I mean? I can close my eyes and worry about not worry about him like completely crapping himself and not having a good week. Right. Yeah. So and I guess you could say the same thing about Hill, but well, speaking of your guy. Oh, five. I forgot we were talking about him, and I'm very happy that we are. AJ Brown, and we're not gonna. The honorable mention was Will Fuller, yep. and if me and America talk about Will Fuller, we're going to argue about him for an hour. <laughs> so we're gonna leave him off the list. But he was an honorable mention, 82 percent of the time, which would have put him second more in half PPR, um, which would have made him second. Yes. So um, I think he's. I think he would be. Uh, just a quick note. I think he would be fantastic if he goes back to Houston and Deshaun Watson ends up there. And he's Which is not going to happen. Yeah. That those variables are going to hold on. And uh, like, if he played the whole season on this, he might have finished. He was the wide receiver, what five or six when he got suspended? Yeah, so he probably would have been like a top six. He wide probably would have been a top six wide receiver. He was he was playing very well. So, um, anyway, final guy, AJ Brown, my guy. Seventy one percent of the time, ten games with wide receiver one finish or better. He did bust four times. He had seven wide receiver one finishes, three wide receiver two finishes. Four times as a as a bust that hurts my soul a little bit, but that's the Titans. Yeah, literally, literally AJ Brown busted four times, and um, because there'll be games where they just don't. Me, throw Ryan, if we get to the quarterbacks and Tannehill busted four times, I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah, he literally. Hold on, like, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna tell you if Tannehill busted. Tannehill busted four times. <laughs> yep. What is with that whole offense and just crapping? There'll themselves? be games where he just like he goes off. Yeah, then there'll be games where he gets like four targets, one catch. Yeah, he wasn't even injured. The funny part is that he is like the fifth most like consistent wide receiver in the league. And if you want to throw like Will Fuller in there, uh, I you could say six. Yeah, and he was playing, he was playing injured for a big chunk of that year. <laughs> Surgery on both knees. Yeah, that hurts my soul a little bit. But like next year, he could be insane. Like he might be the wide receiver one next year. Is this third? I'm season? not even gonna lie. Yeah. Oh, see, I said that, and you looked at me funny five minutes ago. Yeah, well, now I'm coming around. <laughs> He's coming around. I love A.J. Brown. I'm not going to lie. And right now, A.J. Brown, but people are taking Metcalf over A.J. Brown. 
I wouldn't do it. I would not do AJ that. AJ Brown is going 306. I, I <laughs> let me have it because I will take it yeah. all day. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that too. Um AJ Brown, I'm I'm not going to lie. I I I like DK Metcalf. I think he I think he's a very talented yeah. wide receiver. He's very good, but AJ Brown is a better wide receiver than I 100% agree that AJ Brown is a better I, wide receiver than DK Metcalf. Like I, you can call me a joke, you can make fun of me all you want. Uh, roast me in the comments. I really don't give a crap. AJ Brown is a better wide receiver than DK Metcalf. If Metcalf just had a Better hands than maybe. Yeah, he drops way too many passes. For I, yeah, they're so funny. I remember sending uh, somebody in our league had it, and I literally sent him a GIF mid game when uh, Metcalf had that ball money throw by Russell Wilson. Hit him in the helmet or right in the face mask. <laughs> so I died laughing. I was like, he's Dude. still a great receiver, but yeah, he's a he's a much better route runner than I thought. But he's just he's got pieces to his game that he needs to improve on, and yeah. I think he's a part of the Seattle offense, which is scary a little bit. Yeah, not like they're not bad. A bad offense. It's just one week Metcalf could get ten. They targets, were fantastic. They were like next- the best offense in the league through half the season, I and then all of a sudden they were one of the worst. But Metcalf could get ten yes. targets one yeah. game, and then three targets. Which the you next. can say the same thing about AJ Brown. I mean, that is true. That is very true. But if Corey Davis leaves, is that good or bad for AJ? Oh, fantastic. Brown? I'm. Well, a- Corey Davis needed AJ Brown to have success, but AJ Brown didn't. and AJ Brown didn't need Corey Davis. Yeah, to he, have success. I still think he needs. Someone there, though, so they'll probably like, team. somebody else because there's literally no one else. <laughs> yeah, on the team. but uh, AJ Brown, yeah, seven per, seven games right right near where Devontae Adams was, seven games with a uh, wide receiver one finish or better. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, there is no better than that, but um, it's finished seven times as wide receiver one, which is 50% of his games. Uh, so I, I think for, for me moving forward, he isn't the most because after you get past like. Keenan Allen and AJ Brown, Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, Stefan Diggs, Will Fuller, and Tyreek Hill from last season. It really kind of just hovers. The next like 10 guys are all around 60 to 69%. Yep. And so, and I think you can even, is it fair to lump AJ Brown? Like if you were making tiers here, it would be tier one, which is Tyreek Hill, maybe Stefan Diggs, Calvin Ridley, and Devontae Adams would be tier one. Mm-hmm. And then you have the next tier. And then that next tier is like AJ Brown, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Metcalf Jones, you know, Godwin, so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, but it, like, it just drops. It shows you, if you were seeing this, uh, this sheet, like in front of you on YouTube, you would see the reason why wide receiver middle round drafting is, is the, <laughs> the way to go. Right. Because so many guys, there's so many guys there. There are literally 24. There's probably 24 players that finished with a 60 percent or greater wide receiver one or two percentage, which is yeah. great for the league. Um, but anyway, and some of them are like Justin Jefferson, who wasn't good until like yeah. I mean, <laughs> like I I think out of like the six games he but Justin Jefferson busted, in, I'm pretty sure like three of them yeah were in the first three games of his career. I know it. It just is. What was um? I just I'm curious because I love Justin Jefferson. Wide receiver five through weeks four through seventeen, maybe. Yeah. Week three did he bust? <laughs> Wide receiver four from weeks yeah. three to seventeen. <laughs> he was ridiculous. He was honestly, yeah. but he was. Um, yeah, I think I think it's just the list is like very 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 good in mm-hmm. terms of wide receivers, and there's so many great great guys out there. Um, but AJ Brown, I think, has the makings too. Like Calvin Ridley, we talk about because Tannehill, he's not going to be there forever either. Like all these guys, kind of have quarterbacks that are in question besides Tyreek Hill. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but like AJ Brown probably has Tannehill for at least like four to five more years. If he continues playing good. 
Um, Adams probably has like Rogers for two or three more years. Ridley's probably got maybe if we're, if we're lucky two more years of Matt Ryan. Yeah. Um, and when I say lucky, I don't mean like to watch Matt Ryan cause he blows, but, uh, <laughs> lucky in terms of they'll th- have a quarterback to throw him the football. Right. So, so for me, it's like when you look at like Calvin Ridley or Devonte Adams, uh, you kind of have that question of like who's going to be there and who's going to be the guy to throw him the football in like three years. Whereas AJ Brown, you could still have a a good quarterback in Ryan Tannehill throwing him the football, um, but he also might be roped into those guys. Where Tyree mm-hmm. Kill and Stephen Diggs, they got they got quarterbacks for for quite a long time here. Yeah, for the rest of their career if they stay with their respective teams. So. Um, yeah, I love AJ Brown though. I think he has the ability to be the wide receiver one next year or the year following mm-hmm. if he if those knees those bum knees that he just got surgery on, <laughs> well, sure yeah i mean if he played as that well as he did this year. A bit. but if he played as well as he did you think that's why he's 306 right now and maybe in, yeah dress. maybe that could be it yeah um like i said will fuller honorable mention beast anyone else you want to honorably mention um not really uh, well actually i i thought it was interesting that hopkins had a busted seven times this year like that is higher than i thought it would be yeah um because he was so good in the Hop, first half of the season d hop yeah yeah and then the second half of the season it's like what happened with him yeah it huh. was it, the, the whole offense kyler murray collapsed too well he yeah he was good but he did he, he get hurt too for a week i have no idea i think he missed a week and then Cliff Kingsbury choked as well. Like, you remember great... we were talking about Tyree Kill three years ago being one of the most inconsistent wide receivers in the NFL, and now he's one of the most consistent. Uh, Mari Cooper um, in the top ten most I know. consistent now he's players, all of a sudden sixty nine percent of the time. And that was um, he had he did have five busts, but um, I, I don't blame him. Yeah, when you have a garbage don't... can quarterback, <laughs> yeah, uh, Amari Cooper plus Dak Prescott next year, uh, if that's what happens, because so many rumors. I feel like we should just do a whole show on rumors at this point. I don't like news shows, but uh, goodness yeah. gracious, they're talking about a pos today. I saw a tweet. They were talking about possible a possibility that um, there's just a direct swap of Dak Prescott for um, Deshaun Watson. That is like another Madden trade. <laughs> it is a Madden trade, but that actually, I would say Dallas. That would be a great move for them. Oh, for da- why would Houston do that? I mean. Houston, because Houston's gonna have to, they would have to take on a mat. It would have to be a sign and trade. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So it'd just is be straight it, up. Is there NFL sign and trades? Is that a thing? I, I, I'm not sure. So it'd be straight up, Dak. I mean, I guess, I guess, yeah. I guess he would have Dak. Would Why have would to be Dak want to do that? Now that's uh, a question. Go to Houston. Dak doesn't want, it. but Dak doesn't have. Dak was on his rookie contract, and if they franchise tag him, he really has no say in where he goes. Like he doesn't have a trade except uh, like a. <laughs> A, a no trade yeah. clause. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So that would um, be interesting, but it would be smart for Dallas because, um, Watson has already signed a deal. I would do that. So they don't, Dallas. they yeah. don't have to worry about the contract negotiation part and they're not going to have to pay Dak Prescott to Deshaun Watson, $150 million <laughs> with Zeke, Mario Cooper, <laughs> CD lamb, a good offensive yeah. line. Oh my goodness! Their how defense many, would still blow. Targets? You know, it's funny they would do that, and then the Cowboys would still lose in the first round because they have no defense. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a fair point. Um, but hey, if everything stays the same in Dallas, I think Amari Cooper is a good, a good uh, honorable mention here as well. Yeah. Um, I want to say he is going as the. Wow! Don't don't tell me he's even further down the board. Who Amari Cooper? 
Mark Cooper's 405. That's pick 42. That's solid. I'll take that all day. Yeah, me too. I, I think there's, there's a lot of guys in this this group that are going to get taken a lot lower than they should be, and I'm kind of excited about it, and I'm all I'm all about it. But uh, there's your list. Tyreek Hill, Stephen Diggs, Calvin Ridley, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, honorable mention, Will Fuller. I'll take them all. I'll take them all. There's your top Especially five most consistent wide receivers of the 2020 fantasy football season. Don't forget to check out our website, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and we will talk to you Tuesday. Take it easy, guys. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.